0: All right. Welcome back to the Average Professionals. Today, we are going to talk about Isaac's macro overview uh, <laughs> yeah. when it comes to... New... Why is it
1: macro with me and micro for you?
0: <laughs> Did we say micro? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. But you went so in-depth. Well, yeah. You didn't really. Yeah. Macro overview, um, meaning we're going to look at kind of what you're planning on doing over the next year um, in regards yeah. to the big goal that you have, which is qualifying for Boston. hmm um around specifically today we'll focus on uh nutrition and lifestyle meaning really just things outside things that you're doing outside of the gym you're training running that kind of thing
1: yeah uh and i mean to be completely honest we were going to do luke's fitness and there was an accountability portion but we're like ah we'll break it up it can be even yeah luke isaac luke isaac yeah uh yeah so from a what did you do you did nutrition
0: yeah. Let's, let's start there. What, uh, what does, what does new nu- what's nutrition going to look like for you for the next year or so? Yeah. So I think the biggest difference, cause my nutrition, I'm always like I eat pretty clean
1: yeah. like, I'm very much 80, 20 how I eat like 80% good, 20% maybe not the best. Are you even higher that, than that. I'm probably yeah. higher than that, to be honest. Um, but I think the biggest difference will be very similar to what you're doing, which is tracking. I've always sort of tracked though. Like I go on and off. Um, But I think I'm going to be a lot more consistent with that and not just track my food, which I've always been really good at, but track my hydration. Um, So that'll be a a big one. So you kind of touched upon it last last week, but with like sweat rates. So figuring out, you know, what my sweat rate is. So weighing myself before workouts, after workouts, seeing how much I've sweated, sweated, sweat, 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 seeing how much I've sweat and then uh, making sure I'm replenishing that with you know, standard water and electrolytes. So that'll be a big difference. So I feel with nutrition, it's more the performance side of things. So nutrient timing, like when to have my carbs, when to maybe stay away from things like fats, uh, when to maybe, you know, carbo load before big long races, which I've never really done before. Uh, And then last, the biggest thing would probably be my intra workout nutrition. That's never been something that I've practiced. Um, even like when I was doing this marathon block or my half marathon block on those longer runs, I would never really bring gels. So that'll be a difference is like actually bringing gels, trying to let my gut know what it's going to feel like to have two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 <laughs> gels in a, in a
0: given race. So in the past when you would have done long runs, You wouldn't have fueled. What about, I know this is your first marathon. I know that you fueled for your half marathon. Yes. Through two gels or three. Uh, well
1: remember I had a, (laughs) I'm such a cheap pork chop Portuguese. I, uh, I would refuse to buy gels. So I had like this reusable one because endurance tap used to have like a screw top. So I had like, I have like three of those old ones and I literally just make my own, uh, my own uh, gel mixture, right. which was just like uh, sea salt, honey, and maple syrup. Which I mean, maybe it worked well, but like now, actually having legit gels, I'm like, all right, this is there's a little bit of a difference. I should spend the two dollars to get a gel. Yeah, I, I think
0: I, I think probably what happens is that these companies that make gels, and I, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, someone, but probably put a good amount of research into. <laughs> Developing the formulas. Dude, I did a Google search <laughs> for a whole five minutes. And optimize maybe. it. And uh okay, so that's so um I think my question was going to be you would do these long runs, not fuel, but then you would of course go into uh like a half marathon or a marathon, and then you would have been like, okay, well now it's time to fuel. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So it's like if it was a really long run, maybe I would refill that little endurance tap thing, but you know, it would be like one gel and not consistently. I was way more concerned with hydration, right? Um, especially because I was doing the majority of that during the summer months when it was stupid hot. So I was usually pretty good for packing. Uh, like I have one of those Nathaniel, Nathan, I don't know, water bottles that you put your hand, little hand strap thing. Um, and I would usually put like an electrolyte drink in that, like an electrolyte mixture. Nice. Uh, that was like my bigger, my bigger focus.
0: Nice. And then we talked about on the last episode, how important it is to like, you're going to train your joints, your muscles, your aerobic system for a marathon, half marathon, Ironman, half Ironman, you would of course want to train the nutrition aspect. Definitely. And during those long runs, those long bricks that you'd be doing, if you're, if you're moving into the triathlon world, those are an excellent time to treat like race day, Mm -hmm. right. And then to slowly figure out what your ability is in terms of intake of carbohydrates, what you can tolerate, what works well for you. Cause I, I know this is maybe a little bit more going into training, but talk about it really quick. You were even talking about um, the things that you were wearing, the shoes that you were wearing on those long runs. Can you talk a little bit about, about that. Yeah. So it's funny. Uh, before getting into running, I
1: think like, you would hear people talk about race day shoes, flats, training shoes, speed shoes. and like, just like put on a pair of Crocs and just go. <laughs> uh but now i definitely i get it so um yeah i mean it's a bit more fitness related and we'll go more in depth there but like yeah like i think if i'm going out for a really long run and i'm trying to treat it exactly how i would treat marathon day so like eating the same breakfast waking up at the same time um you know wearing the same clothes i would probably put on like my my race day runners um and they're they're considered race day runners because like they're usually Lighter, They're not as durable or so they say as like a standard daily trainer. Um, But yeah, like I would go full in depth of like, okay, race day. I'm going to treat it like, sorry, practice race day. I'm going to treat it like an actual race day rather than just willy nilly do it whenever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I did the same thing, like going into my half Ironman, wore the same um, tri suit that I would be wearing, brought the same fuel. Um, but i think you did this already i did this in my last block like that's one thing that i felt like looking at the past year like i did really well i treated those those long that uh bricks that were building in volume closer to the race as race day but i think the bigger takeaway for this conversation is the race day breakfast i think we might have talked a little bit about that one but yeah totally from a nutritional perspective it's like practice that breakfast because just like you want to train your gut you also want to have your your race day breakfast dial then how do you know what that is like have you dialed that in for yourself yet probably not as much as i should um just knowing how i feel
1: on race days and knowing usually when races are like for marathons they tend to be in the morning it seems like before 8 a.m or 8 a.m so um yeah like i get a little bit nervous i've never been someone to eat a lot in the morning anyways so what i did this last one i think i talked about it was just like a plain sesame seed bagel like nothing on it uh, black cup of coffee and then, uh, I would, uh, have a banana like 40 to 45 minutes before my race. So that's what I've done for everyone. And it's, I mean, it's worked well up until now. Um, but that's a, you know, another piece of nutrition. And I know this is something you're really good at is like planning my next days. Um, I'm good at planning my training for the next day and when that's going to happen but I'm not very good at planning my nutrition for the next day. I'm kind of like I'll wake up, I'll look at it and I'll be like, "All right, I'm going to have this and okay, yeah, that's what that macro breakdown is." And then I'll eat dinner and then I'll be like, "All right, well, what's the macro macro breakdown there?" Whereas now what I'm starting to do is like, "Okay, no. Tomorrow, this is what I'm going to have and I'll put it into my fitness pal ahead of time." And then I'll need to make some adjustments because if I am focusing on nutrient timing, it's a lot more difficult to just fly by the seat of my pants and nail all my macros at the appropriate time it's like no 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 okay i need to have carbs right now and i shouldn't be having a lot of vegetables or fiber right now so um that's another piece is like just being a lot more mindful on how i'm planning
0: my days yeah i think planning and prioritization of your nutrition is so critical definitely for i think for everybody yeah if you're listening to this podcast, it's more obviously performance related and especially important for performance because we talked about how we want to maximize each training session. And also we want to maximize our energy and consumption throughout the day. So we're actually hitting our targets versus constantly, um, under-fueling and then maybe having to like overindulge mm-hmm. because it doesn't actually take that long. How long does it take you now that you've been doing it to, to look at the next day? You no, know? it's like nothing like I'm
1: always, so if I'm watching TV at the end of the night or watching Netflix or something, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm bad for this. Like, I can't just watch the show. I'll have to be doing something else. So it's like, I'm. that's when I'm working or I'm doing social media content or now it's where I'm like inputting my food for the next day or kind of planning what the meals are going to look like.
0: Will you do any pr- prep at all? Um, or will you just have the game plan so you know what you're going to eat when you're going to eat
1: it? Yeah, so I do a little bit of prep, definitely. Like
0: if I think of after dinner, I'll prep my, my
1: lunch. Um, my breakfast is never really prepped, um, which will probably change on like high carb days. I'll probably prep like a overnight oats or something like that. But, um, for the most, for the most part, I mainly just get an idea of what I'm doing for the next day and make sure I have, you know, the appropriate amount of food put away
0: or stored away. Yeah. I'll do the same. I'll do overnight oats as you You do it all the time every day with a whole jar of peanut butter in it every single time. Not anymore. (laughs) Not anymore. So I will, uh, I'll typically do overnight oats, but what I've changed is I might change the, the breakdown of the overnight oats, more oatmeal, more berries, whatever, yeah. depending on the amount of carbs that I need, um, or less fat, more protein, depending on, yeah, depending on macros. So that's one like, I'll typically prep nightly. I used to just actually do, like, a big, like, uh, I'll do a big overnight oat. So if you're doing overnight oats and you do it every day, it's actually a lot of time.
1: Yeah, wait, what do you do? This is a trick.
0: Yeah, so the only reason why I do it every day is because I might change the actual... Uh-huh. Breakdown, but what I do, uh, what I was doing, was I will do five servings of overnight oats or four servings of overnight oats. I'll do it in a big jar, and I'll mix it all right in the moment. That is such a good idea. I know. When you do, you mean like a big bowl? So much time, like a big Tupperware, like a big class Tupperware. I'll mix all of my. So I'll put four times everything: chia seeds, hemp hearts, oatmeal, protein powder, um, and almond milk or water. I'll put all of that. I'll mix it all up, and then that way I've got four overnight oats done. And then I'll just I'll quarter it off, and so I'll just scoop a quarter into a uh, into a, mm. a Tupperware, and now I'm good for the whole week, or gotcha. for four meals.
1: Interesting. That is such a smart.
0: Idea. I'm going to do that tonight. I don't have oatmeal, but I'm going to do that. Get oatmeal soon. Cream. And then, yeah, it, it does save a lot of time because, like, again, going through the process of doing it every day. Oh, it's so
1: annoying, especially yeah. because what I was doing was so much less efficient. I would get multiple Tupperwares. Oh yeah. And I would make four uh, oh, in one yeah, day. Yeah. I did that but it's like all in separate Tupperware. And then you're like trying to stir in the protein and the (laughs) the fucking powder comes off the side and then you do that every
0: time. Yeah, I did that. And then you've got Tupperware's all over in the fridge or overnight overnight oats are lost. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll do that. And then I'll do what you do, which is from our dinners, I'll make my lunch typically or my next dinner and then I'll, I will put in everything. So I'll know exactly what meals I'm going to have, what snacks I'm going to have. And then here's, this is a big kicker. This gives, us, gives me an opportunity to figure out what I'm missing, right? Because if you do it the morning of, like you used to, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't have oatmeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, oh, I don't actually have anything for lunch. So I'll just look. And then if I need to add something, I'll add it. Smart. Smart, smart. Okay. Um, so some tips and tricks there around planning. I think that's important. Um, what about alcohol consumption? <laughs> so this is
1: where it's like last episode, we talked about average professional. <laughs> Uh, I was talking to Brooke a little bit about this. So like, I think I kind of want to know <laughs> how I can do by, <laughs> by being a bit more relaxed. I'm not like, I don't drink a lot of alcohol, yeah. but, um, I'm never one to get drunk. Like, I don't know if you've ever, maybe you've seen me drunk like once, maybe twice. I don't know. Whatever. Any Probably on one hand, no more than that. Yeah. Like I'm not a huge drinker, Yeah, but you know, Sundays we go to my parents' house uh, for, like, a big family dinner, and there's always a glass of wine there, right? Um, it's, like, homemade wine, so it's that's good for you, right? Totally. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, during the weekends, during the week, too, I'd be bad for sometimes having, like, a beer mm-hmm. here and there. So I don't really have, like, a set-in-stone alcohol plan, but um, it's definitely to try to not have a beer or like wine or something like that during the week. And I would save that for the weekend. And when I say save it, it's not like, all right, I'm saving my five beers during the week to crush on the weekend. It's more of like, all right, if I'm going to enjoy a beer or a lager, it would be maybe if we go out with some friends or we go out for dinner, that's where I would probably benefit, not benefit more from it, but like enjoy it more. A (laughs) A beer at Kelsey's where we go when we're married with kids. Uh, it tastes a lot better than just a standard beer at home. Hey, man, don't knock on Kelsey's. No, dude, it's good. What about you for alcohol?
0: Uh, yeah. Similar? Yeah, so for, for alcohol... <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Uh, yeah. I'm going to allow myself to have... <laughs> yeah, so initially when I had kind of declared, okay, I'm I'm going to get you know even more serious about this coming season because uh, I don't drink often. I, no. We really don't. Um, so what i was going to say is you said benefit i would say i agree i agree it's benefit you know what i mean like i think if i think for me if alcohol is it has more of an association than just like i'm just drinking it because it's the evening time yeah it's like to me that's not worth it it's because like i've tracked it it's 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 and it's not just me it's been tracked and been studied like one you know one glass of wine one drink of alcohol one nightcap. Um, can significantly affect your ability to, you know, get deep or REM sleep. And um, and I, it's just, to me, it's not worth it, yeah. like, just to do, like, a, a nightcap. I don't enjoy it that much. There's, there's nothing really, like, attached to it. So then for me, it would be the benefit of enjoying company, whether that's a wedding or we're celebrating something or we're away on a date night. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily anti any one thing. It's just, like, being strategic as to, like, when we're bringing that in. Um, Because I think there's more enjoyment involved with that Um, because, yeah, I mean, we just, I I felt like number one, we spent a, a, like we used to do what you're you're describing, which is like, we just drank during the week, um, especially, you know, during like earlier days in the pandemic. And it was just like, (laughs) yeah, we're just spending money on, on something that's like not really actually doing anything for us and we don't need it. And so for us, it was an easy removal. And then you don't, you don't really enjoy it as much. Like if you're having
1: wine every single night, it's like, well. Then when you have a nice bottle of wine, it's not really special. Whereas now it's like, okay, if I'm going to have a beer, it's like, it's special. I'm going to really enjoy it. Not just like I'm drinking it because it's in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I think we're pretty similar. Yeah. Around that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going like no, no alcohol. I mean, leading up to a race, I'll probably be a bit more strict and like, I don't know if there's, if that's really going to help me out, but just once again, I think a lot of this is the mental side of things. And if I just feel mentally that not having alcohol leading up to a race is going to make me
0: perform better, then I'm sure there's something to that, right? Yeah, maybe the plus and benefits of like not removing alcohol and that allows you to sleep better, right? I think arguably you could say that it's going to help you recover, for right? sure, yeah, and perform. But maybe, maybe there's something out there where it's like, well, yeah, maybe enjoying that drink on that one night would have helped you, like I don't know, relax, yeah. and that's what you needed. Seriously,
1: seriously, we're not we're not scientists, but yeah. Um, there's actually a podcast, uh, I don't want to stay on this too much, but there's a podcast, um, the Huberman lab, the Huberman lab with Andrew Huberman. I think that's his name. Anyways, he has one on alcohol. Yeah. Um, Dalton told me I need to listen to it. Okay. So I feel like I don't want you to listen to it. Cause I feel like if you listen to it, you're like, never, we're getting rid of alcohol. We're going back to the prohibition <laughs> <laughs> out loud. Uh, but yeah, so then when it comes to nutrition, that's pretty much the gist of it. Um, you know, going to continue to track, be a little bit more diligent with that, focus on nutrient timing, trying to train my gut, um, being a lot more mindful of hydration, my electrolyte replenishment. That's like the main gist of it. Um, when it comes to standard lifestyle stuff, it's like, uh, I don't want to use it as an excuse. It's hard for me to have like a concrete plan just because with, you know, having a newborn Mateo at home, um, I don't necessarily have an ideal time that I can go to bed every single day, uh, just because He is changing too, right? Like right now his bedtime's all over the place and it's gonna start getting more and more clear. Um but what I can say around sleep is I'm trying to at least wake up at the same time every day. Um the bedtime maybe not, but the wake up is you know around four or thir- or five thirty, sorry, five thirty every single day. Maybe give or take thirty minutes, more so five rather than six. Um so that would be the biggest thing with uh with sleep. And then um, ah, I don't want to say things that I'm not going to be able to to do. Like, I don't have a great nighttime routine. It should probably be something that I, that I do. Like, I'm bad for looking at my phone before I go to bed and just, like, making sure everything is all good and clear before I turn the phone off. So, you know, I've thought of making rules of, like, okay, as soon as I cross the threshold into my bedroom, phone, you know, phone is turned off and I don't look at it. Um, that would probably be an easy step because I know realistically – I'm not going to be like the Fort Knox where I'm going to turn off all the lights at 4 PM. I'm going to put towels over my entire building. Like that's just not, I'm being realist. That's probably not going to happen. Um, yet. <laughs> yeah. I also think, I don't know if Caitlin would be cool with that. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit more of a average lazy fair. That's funny. Uh,
0: sleep, sleep, uh, sleep plan. The best thing is the girl's room is the exact same. <laughs> Like they also sleep in a cave,
1: <laughs> yeah. That's what Brooke was telling me yeah, today.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so okay. Around uh, nighttime routine, um, you mentioned though you do pliability, like you do. Some oh stretching. yeah. Sorry. Thank you.
1: Um, so yeah, that's that's one thing, and that's somewhat new. That's inspired by you, which is uh, nighttime for right now because Mateo is napping quite a bit. Right. Like he usually goes to bed at around seven seven thirty. So during that time between like. Seven and nine ish is when I'll do pliability, which used to be ROMWOD, which is just a stretching sequence. Um, It's nice because it's like 20, 25 minutes. What I'm once again, I'm addicted to my to my phone, just like a lot of people. Um, So I really make sure during that time it's like it's just me and pliability and stretching. And I'm like focusing on breathing. And um, that's really like my my me time. Um, And that's the other bit, too, with lifestyle is morning routine obviously with a little one that's changed a little bit i'm usually in charge of the mornings in the morgado household right now so mateo usually has a wake up of around seven but he sometimes wakes up at like six to do a little feed so between six and seven is isaac's time and right now what i do is i'll read for well i'll wake up i'll have a glass of water that's new i usually don't do that so nice good yeah, job. i know i'm trying uh and then i'll make my coffee and like I'm very like particular with how i make my coffee i weigh my beans i like do it all properly i have a special kettle a special grinder um so that's like my my me time as well and then uh i'll sit down i'll read or i'll drink my coffee and i'll read for about 30 minutes and then i'll take 30 minutes to um like research something on marketing or communications or branding like just stuff that i'm in charge of for the business um and then mateo wakes up at seven and we try to go for a morning walk That's another new thing. And, um, I mean, not that this is about weight loss, but since Mateo has been born and I know I've been running, so things are skewed, but like my VO two max is up. My resting heart rate is significantly down. My average steps per day are significantly up. And a big portion of that is making sure I get a two K walk in the morning with Mateo. Like that's massive. So, um, that's kind of the morning routine there.
0: Yeah. The activity piece, I think for so many people, I mean, I'm sure there's maybe some carryover to performance, but I think especially in that, uh, in the, in the weight loss, general health realm, for sure. We talk about this all the time, but like one very simple thing that you can do, just walk more. Oh, for sure. For sure. So overrated. Well, you said that one thing, like where,
1: (laughs) you know, you're not active just because you work out three times a week doesn't mean you're active. Yeah. And, uh, it's true, right? If you're just, working out hard for three days a week and then you're binge watching whatever the crown on Netflix.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's well, a good segue. This? Well, it's just a question that I had. Um, something that I've been thinking a lot more recently, but I'm just curious what you do. Cause you mentioned you do watch a lot of Netflix. Well, actually I know you didn't say that, but you said you do watch Netflix. What do you watch like at nighttime? What are you, are you being mindful of the things that you're watching? No, no, we don't watch much TV
1: anymore. Yeah. Just because with, we actually, I don't want to share our bad habits right now
0: uh, with sleeping. Hey, this is all a part of the journey. brother. (laughs) And like I said before, um, this, our lives are in phases and chapters. Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, I think most of the people who are listening to this that are, that our parents um, have gone through this stage. They understand. Um, Yeah. So share, please. Yeah. So like with watching TV, um,
1: we find that like Mateo will nap best when he's in our living room. So we'll bring him there and then we'll move him to the crib. At a certain time. Um, so during that time, it's not like we're blaring TV. So it's actually been a kind of a blessing in disguise, I guess. Because we're not really watching TV. So what we'll do now is when Mateo goes down, Kate and I will have dinner um at our dining table, which is also like where we've been bad for just dining in front of the TV, right? We're normal people. We're average over here. <laughs> uh so you know, we might like throw a show on the iPad and watch something there, but like we're not mindful of, you know the content that we're consuming, like to make sure it's wholesome and happy. Like we just watched the Dahmer series before bed. There's like this scary thing we're watching. Oh, the um, Dahmer series. No, no, no. Yeah. Like that's, but it, I don't know, maybe I'm a psychopath that stuff doesn't really like it's weird and gross and obviously dude, the guys disgusting, but like, yeah, it doesn't make me feel like, Oh man, I can't sleep. Right. Um, but I've always been big on like comedy. Yes, like, I've, yeah, I've yeah, watched, right like the stuff i listen to for fun will always be like comedy podcasts i like watching stand up um like i think it's really important to you know consume lighthearted content but if there's a good horror show i'm fine
0: you're in it you're the opposite right you wow. you went through a thing i went through a thing and so that's the key that's the key piece about this was there was a point in time where i feel like i lived on that kind of stuff um like if you know anything about me if you're listening to me and you're probably a close friend of mine you know that i really like I actually really like movies. I'm a dreamer in that way. Um, I would, I would actually opt for the most part to watch a movie over, let's say a football game, which is kind of crazy. Um, just cause I am super active. I, I have been involved, um, in, you know, numerous sports, but I just like, I just opt for movies. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think, I I used to be the same way. I would say that there were things that just didn't affect me. Um, like I would watch them and it. Like I, I you know, I just looked at people who were affected by those things and all like, you don't have a stomach for it. And (laughs) yeah. And what I've actually realized, I don't know whether this is like just through different mentors that we've had or like just people that we've listened to. Um, I I think for me, there was like a show that we watched recently that was like the big switch. And ever since then I've been, we've been incredibly mindful Mm. of the kinds of uh, content we put in front of our, in front of our eyes. And do you think the
1: kids have anything to do with that?
0: no no okay. no i think though Sorry, that's a good that point stupid, i guess no no uh no i think it's interesting because now with the age that Scarlett's at she's much more impressionable yeah definitely i think they're always impressionable but at this point she just she can she grasps she comprehends and so i'm much more um sensitive to things like if she's watching a movie like jumanji as an example with like the Kevin Hart, yeah. I was like, she shouldn't be watching this. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it's not, it's not a good show for her to watch. So we turned it off. Um, and then even like a song that I'll hear and I'm like, this is not something that she should be listening to. Whereas I think a year ago, yeah, I, I wouldn't have had that same thought definitely with the movie, yeah. but like with, with music. And so uh, yeah, I, I just, I would, I would find, and again, whether I was paying more attention to this or it was always there and subconsciously, I didn't realize it, but I would just find that I would be thinking about scenes or things from different movies or shows and they were affecting me negatively. So for me, I always just want to feel as good as I can. Mm -hmm. Right? Like I want to have a great, I want to have great energy. I want to have great rhythm throughout the day. I want to sleep as well as I can. I want to perform as high as I can. And all the things that I do, um, I think most people want to feel good. And so what I've realized is like, yeah, eating the right things at the right times, sleeping the right amount, drinking the right amount of water. Like these are all pieces to the puzzle. But then what I, what I really started to realize like was where my, where I put my attention and the things that I watch and digest severely affect me. Yeah. Well, I just, I think it was Taylor that might've
1: posted it. I saw someone else posted it as well. Something about like your diet. It's like your diet doesn't just mean the foods that you're consuming, mm. but it's the content you're consuming, yeah. right? The people you surround yourself
0: with. Oh, totally. That's another so big I, one.
1: I get that, right? That makes sense.
0: Yeah, so we've just been a lot more mindful of that. Like, and, and, and it's, it's, what's crazy, it's significantly significantly changed. I think before in the evenings, I used to look forward to sitting down and watching TV, whereas now I don't care. There's nothing really that interests me. So what do you what do? You do? So we might, we might throw something on Netflix, like maybe not always, but it's going to be really easily digestible. Something that's like more like comedy, rom-com something super, super like off the cuff, um, that like, I don't have to pay a ton of attention to it's not going to like drain me emotionally or have me attached to this one thing. And I've actually like, I've done a lot of switch in terms of what I used to do in my morning as I push more towards sleep at, and just getting more sleep volume, like I'll read at night um I will do pliability at night now. Oh, you are doing it at night now. I, I shifted it. Yeah. I, I recently like it. shifted it at night. It's a great wind The down.
1: amount of time I fall asleep during the uh what do they call it? The uh Oh, the the rebound. The rebound yeah. is incredible. Or the one time, sorry. I fell asleep during uh double thread the needle. <laughs> and it was it wasn't it was probably like 10
0: minutes. So then I wake up I'm like, "Ah! Oh, I'm stuck. <laughs> permanently stuck in that position." Yeah. Yeah, so that's a that's a a big one. I really like pliability before night. Yeah, it's as, nice. a, as a wind down, like that's a good one. I think for the evening routine, definitely, definitely. Um, the
1: only other thing I'll add, and then I thought I was hoping this was gonna be shorter, but that's okay. Um,
0: is uh, by the way, you're going to hear that on every single one of the podcasts that, that we film. That's a common theme. That's yeah. what this co- <laughs> podcast should be called. Cause I thought this was going to be shorter <laughs> <laughs> is
1: uh, weighing myself. Right. So um, you, you got to get that scale by the way. <sighs> so about the scale on like yeah. this early prime day and it, um, uh, you have the app open on your phone and when you hop on the scale it shoots all the stats to your app so, cool. so it'll tell you obviously your weight your BMI your skeletal muscle mass obviously I take that pretty lightly but it's actually fairly close to what the in body reads okay. but more importantly is it's consistent That's which was surprising so like I'm using it every single morning it's a part of my routine now right when I wake up before I get Mateo I hop on that scale and um, yeah I'm doing it not from like a you know, a weight loss perspective. It's very much from a performance perspective. And it is interesting to understand and get the data where, you know, it's not uncommon for me to fluctuate two to four pounds during uh, a few days, right? So if I wasn't doing that and I I was talking to Chris about this today, if I didn't do this and it's like, let's just say I sporadically hopped on the scale and then one day I'm low and then just by chance, Six weeks later, I happened to hop on the scale again, and it tended to be a high day. Now I'm like, oh, crap, well, what happened? But if I would have just hopped on it the next day, oh, darn, okay, I am back down four pounds, right? So it's like, it's a it's this fine line you got to walk on because it can, you know, be really dangerous and unhealthy for people. Um, but it can also be the opposite. It could be really eye-opening and empowering. So, yeah, um, yeah it's just, it's cool because it shoots into you know, my nutrition app, it shoots into, um, my Garmin, my Apple watch. So it's just like, I'm a big fan of data. So it's nice to see all that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We talked about weight loss, muscle gain. Those two things don't happen overnight. No, typically you don't lose two pounds overnight of body fat mass. I'm sure there's someone who's done it. It's burned that many calories, but typically like, this is not what's happening, you're not gaining two pounds of muscle or so it, it, or, or losing vice versa. So I, I had pizza. Um, my dad came over, we had pizza and wings. I had that on a uh, Sunday and, uh, I'm jealous. It was great. I hopped on the scale Monday morning. That's like two pounds up sodium yeah. water retention. That's it. Hopped on the scale the next day or two days later, it's two pounds down. I'm back to like my normal. Yeah. And that's why it's so important is realizing. Cause I think a lot of times people like have a weekend and they'll be like, Oh, I'm up. It's all over. Yeah. Sorry. This is going in off the kind of performance maybe sure. and weight loss, but Hey, we met up people who are performers, right? Um, who are wanting to get into triathlon or running, who are also looking to to lose weight. So just understanding that um, it's it's just the consistency there is the most important thing. That Definitely. one weekend is probably just going to be water change. And as long as you don't have to do anything dire, right? you don't have to stop your plan. You also, also don't have to like go into the deep end and go super restrictive. You just need to be consistent and you'll get right back on track. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool, man. Um, anything else? no did you yeah i think you already kind of touched on your your morning routine so i think yeah we got it all yeah morning routine routine nutrition lifestyle we'll yeah. talk more about fitness
1: and accountability i'm sure there's there'll be some things that will pop up as well but um yeah that's kind of it
0: beauty sweet thanks for sharing brother no thank you oh always a pleasure <laughs> bye <laughs>